Hey guys, Warren Sharp here, and we are off to a ridiculously hot start in NFL betting recommendations over at chartfootballanalysis.com. 16 and 6 to start the season. That's 73%. Computer tolls, which started last week, we won four out of those five. And now here we go into week four, and I've already got five computer totals out there. But before you just run to the website and try to buy the package, I want you to hold up and listen to this announcement. Thursday night football. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals wearing their all-white jerseys going up against Miami Dolphins and Tua. Two high-flying offenses, a point total that's projected to hit 47 points. We are doing a points promo on Thursday Night Football. That means that on Friday, you can go to the website, and however many total points that these two teams actually combine to score on Thursday night, that's the percentage you get off everything at chartfootballanalysis.com on Friday. It will only last for one day. So let me repeat, if this score ends 30 to 27, 57 points are scored, you get 57% off the website on Friday. This is a deal you do not want to miss. You want to root for a lot of points to be scored on Thursday night because that's the percentage off that you are going to get over at Sharp Football Analysis on Friday. This will last one day only. Mark it down. Be ready to come to the website on Friday and get however many percent off. Could be 75%. Could be 35%. Either way, you're going to save a ton and we are off to a super hot start. So pay attention on Friday to sharpfootballanalysis.com. Hello. Welcome to the Sharp Angles Podcast. I am Dan Pizzuta, joined here. Our Rich Rebar. Rich, here we go. We're in week four already. Uh, somehow, it over. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, somehow it feels like, you know, we've, we've just started and, and we've barely seen any football, but somehow like week four just kind of sounds like it's not technically a quarter of the way through the season since there's 17 games now. So it's going to be somewhere like in between in the middle of like week five. It's technically going to be like the quarter part. Uh, but th- here we go. Like we're, we're, just plugging away so how are we doing today doing good yeah i mean we're still another week with no buys uh next week and then the bye weeks will start too uh but yeah you know when you see like that week four in front you're like it starts to feel like the season you know week one it's like new week two still week three and you're like week four it's like oh we kind of like these teams are doing stuff and you know it's funny though we'll get you know six weeks down the road and feel like this was another, you know, it was a century ago and just a whole completely different season. But yeah, I mean, we, we've turned the page and it's going to be October. Uh, might have to turn my heat on here pretty soon. Uh, it's, it's about that time of the year. Yeah. It got, it got fall real quick. Yeah. It, especially, <laughs> especially up in New York, it was like 90 degrees one day. And then like two days later, it was like 55. Yeah. I mean, there's, there was no gradual burn anymore. Like the seasons, it's just, they just turn on and off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they do. So we got some fun games uh, this week, and I think well, one of the thing, the fun things about like this season, where there's not, there hasn't really been a great team, right? Even like the the teams we expected that were going to be the great teams, like, like the Bills, uh, who we will talk about, they're not right now because of just circumstances far and away like better than every other team. So I think that gives us a lot of pretty good games every week so far which has been nice there haven't been like a lot of blowouts and even like the the blowouts have been interesting at least for the most part but with so many teams i think you know put closely together especially as we like near the quarter mark at least i think that's made it so 
well, we're, we're getting quality games and, and even, you know, bad teams against bad teams. They're still pretty close. Uh, the good teams, they're all kind of around the same area. So I think we're, we're getting some pretty you know good lookouts, especially like when you go through the worksheet every week, like there's not games we're completely dreading uh, when, when we go through it. So, so that's been nice at least. Oh, you did not write up the giants bears though. That's true. That's true. I did not. <laughs> the game that will feature seven, four passes. <laughs> that if they if they work correctly um no i i went what was it maybe week one on the show i went in with the the giants should just become an option the offense, yeah and I, I still stand by it i think that'll help yeah good times man yeah good times but yeah no no the, the season has been interesting it's been the scoring is way down compared to the yep. previous two years uh, you know, I, I definitely believe there's multiple like, and even week, week three was even more like it was yep. down week one and week two compared to, you know, past years, but week three was severely down compared to weeks one and two, which were already down. And you see from the betting lines, like the game totals are just, they're way down. Like we're not, we're, we're hard. We hardly have like one game a week. That's even approaching 50 points the last two weeks. Uh, a lot of games like in the high 30s and low 40s, you know, it feels like we're a little throwback football here. Yeah, and we're, we're getting to a place where, you know, because of what defenses are doing with the two high shells, we're seeing teams run the ball more and we're kind of getting a, a little bit to that cyclical part where running the ball yep. does matter a little bit just because it's taking defenses out of, you know, some of those shells. And there's some teams who are doing that well. There are some teams that are not. Um, so, you know, Hello, we will be seeing this uh, before Thursday. We won't really talk about that game, but hello, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who cannot yes. run the ball at all. Um, so there's all, all types of things going into what exactly is going on with uh, a lot of these you know, the, the scoring being down because there's, there's a lot into it. I think defensive quality just in general uh, is going up and, and the way they're going about defending these offenses are it's, it has depressed scoring a little bit, but let's go into a game that it should have a, a decent a bit of scoring here. Like Bills Ravens. And we had the Bills game last week against the Dolphins. Um, you know, it, it's a game the Bills probably win. I don't know, nine times out of 10, if you, you know, play that one again. Right. Um, but it's just the the way the way things are, are breaking a, a little bit, and you have seventy three dropbacks from Josh Allen. Like mm-hmm. this is this is a real interesting team right now because they're still doing really well at the things we kind of expected them to do well with. They're a very good passing team. Uh, Josh Allen right now zero point one five EPA per dropback on first and second down, zero point seven three drop uh epa per drop back on third down and that's you know easily uh, the best in the league right now so so josh allen is still you know doing josh allen things but it's you know kind of the the rest of the team that's not at and you know as high a level as we thought like the, the pass rush is certainly still there the pass rush is is great and they're doing everything that we kind of thought they would rotating guys in they're getting one of the highest pressure rates and then uh, the secondary is is a little troubling, though, especially with all the injuries. You know, Mika Hyde now out for the year. Uh, Jordan Poyer was not 
did not play last week. We'll, we'll still see kind of what his status is going forward. I like we we talked about that earlier in the season. Like those two guys being on the field together, so important for what that defense does. Um, that's why they were so good against deep passes. That's why you know the the corners can play a little more aggressive uh, because you know you have that type of uh, safety net in in the back end, and that that's that's just not there. Um, so I'm really interested to see how this is kind of going to play out against uh, this Ravens team now. Yeah, the, you know, the Bills, go. you go to last week, and, you know, we knew things got weird for them in the middle of the week with just how many pieces they were missing on defense. But And the offense looked great to open the game. I mean, they were just carving through. So it was basically a 10 straight quarters of them kind of just carving through defenses. And then the Dolphins kind of were like, maybe we should stop blitzing. Um, and they kind of just dialed it back a little bit. And then they, you know, the heat caught up to the Bills. There was a, it was just a weird game. They, like you said, they probably win that game more times than they lose it. Uh, this week, they're going to get maybe some guys back. Uh, we'll see. Because the other, the other pieces, they've, you know, they've been missing Ed Oliver since week one. They've been missing Jordan Phillips, you know, last week too. See if he comes back to their better pass rushers on the inside. Because uh, they're going to need those guys this week. Uh you know, against Lamar Jackson, the way Lamar Jackson's playing, like he's back on that 2019 grind, maybe even a little better right now uh, to start the year. You know, and he was a guy that when we looked at what happened last year around him, teams would just were just sending heat. Remember that ever since that Miami Dolphins game that they played on that Thursday night, middle of the season, teams were like, we're just going to blitz. We're going to blitz. And the Ravens had no answers. They've got all the answers right now. Uh, the Bills are a team that aren't going to blitz. Like, they're, that's not what they were doing coming into this game. They're definitely not going to start dialing up blitzes now that they're going to be maybe playing Xavier Rhodes uh, snaps, you know, off the street. Uh, so I'm really curious to see this game on multiple levels to see how it's defended, you know, on the Bills side. And then on the Ravens side of defense, like, it's just trying to figure out what what's going on, right? Like, it's one thing when Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are running past you. It's a whole other thing when you're giving up eight, eight plays of 20 or more yards in the passing game to Mac Jones and Devontae Parker. Uh, like they've got true problems on the back end. Yeah. Pass rush isn't getting home. Uh, Cause you're going to do that. You're going in now you're facing Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis. Like the Ravens really, really need to figure out what's going on defensively here. Yeah. Especially there. The deep defense is, is really mm-hmm. troubling because you kind of figured at least you would have the safeties and they're playing the safeties on the field at the same time. Like Marcus Williams is still, has been like really good. And I think it's just kind of been the the communication and the, you know, the inner workings with some of the other guys kind of all working together it has not been good right now. So the Ravens have allowed uh, 10 of 15 passes of 20 or more yards to be completed against them. 10 of 15 is, is insane for 338 yards. That's the most in the league on, on deep passes. They allowed six of 10 against new England last week. Right. Um, like we spent all year talking about how the Patriots, you know, had no explosive offense. They can't throw deep. Um, and now a worse version of the Patriots defense was going six of 10 on deep passes against you like that. That's a problem. Um, and now, especially when, like you said, you're going to go against Josh Allen. You're going to go against Stefan Diggs, uh, Gabe Davis and, and all of that. So that that's really my worry with the Ravens right now where they have all of these pieces that we know when they fit together they should be really good but right now it's just it's not completely clicking um either you know just the the relationships and the communication it's just not there right now early in the season I still have some hope that like it will be um because 
you know, they do still have some injuries working through corner, but those, those safeties should have been, you know, a, a little better to start the season. Um, when you look at kind of just, I'm not expecting them to be the worst, you know, deep passing defense, uh, in the league. And they have been right now, like through three weeks. Yeah. That's definitely not what you want to be going against. You no, know, when you're playing the bills. Yeah, I mean, it's been troubling. You know, so I was even going back to last week telling people, you know, we were doing the DFS things, and I'm like, man, like those guys miss practice like during the week, but they had like their starters out there. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like Marcus in Mark. It's like, well, Marcus Peters coming back his first game in a year. Marlon Humphrey's out there; he had missed some practice time, but it's like they've got Chuck Clark out there. They got Marcus Williams. Like these are their guys, and I was like, all right, well, you know, they'll be better probably moving forward. And then, like you said, I mean, this is. We, we were burying the Patriots offense. We're like, how are they even going to score points, right? Like, they, they barely scored 20 points against the Steelers. Uh, they couldn't score at all against the Dolphins week one. And if they just don't have those turnovers, like, that game is probably even close. You know, I I was someone that bet the Ravens last week, and I, I was tilting, like, every time the Ravens go up, I was like, all right, Ravens are good, Ravens are good. And then immediately the Patriots would have, like, a 30-yard pass play, and I'm like, what is happening? And That's insane. Turnovers kind of bailed the Ravens out, and they were able to get those timely turnovers. But – the Patriots just move through, move through them defensively. So it's like, yeah, now you're going to face the Buffalo Bills. So yeah, this game could be fun altogether. Um, I, I'm curious to see if Lamar Jackson can keep this up, or if just teams, you know, they start playing back some shell coverage. But I yeah, mean, so I want to, I want to get into that a little bit because you know, we kind of talked about the blitz. I wrote about this mm-hmm. in, in first and ten. He's getting blitz 33% of his dropbacks, one of the highest rates in the mm-hmm. league. Like you said, like since that Ravens game, teams were just like, we're, we're going to blitz him until we figure it out. And the Ravens had no answer structurally, you know, anything. They they had no answer for the blitz. And like you said, they they do have it now. Mark Jackson leading the league in EPA per dropback against the blitz. But also, like you said, the Bills are not going to blitz. They've blitzed like four times this year, uh, 5% blitz rate. Um, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not sending extra guys. So while the Ravens have like figured out where their hot routes are going to be, they figured out how to work and, and throw against the blitz. They have not figured out like a good passing offense just in structure. That's no. still not really a thing. And right now, Lamar is averaging negative 0.2 EPA per dropback against a four-man rush. That's 30th among quarterbacks. That's that's not good, especially when you're going to go against a team that's not going to blitz at all. So it's really exciting what he's doing against the blitz. Um, they haven't figured out just the structure of the offense and what that's supposed to be. He's throwing deep 25% of the time against the four man rush. And like, it's still just, uh, he's going to throw deep and, and hope something works. Um, and that's just, it's not a completely sustainable way of, of playing offense. And like, he does so many amazing things, especially when he's running the ball and he's still doing that well, but the actual, there's, there's still no passing structure in, in this offense. And that what that's what concerns me, especially when you look at what you're going against with the Bills. They're not going to blitz. You're going to have to have that type of passing structure. You're going to have to have the ability to you know win some of those matchups against the overmatched corners who are going to be playing. Um, you know, the Bills sit in nickel, so they're going to be, you know, living with Matt Milano, who's a good coverage linebacker on Mark Andrews. Like, is he going to be open uh, quite as much? Like, you you just need some of these, like, schemed up things to to work in structure. And the, the Ravens just, you know, don't have that right now. So, I like, they really need to figure that out, you know, for this game. Like, there, there can be some really good, you know, 
Lamar to Rashad Bateman type of throws, but like it's always out of structure and it's always, you know, something happening deep down the field. I just need to see more of it, like look like an actual offense. Yeah. I mean, they've just been living on huge plays right now. So yeah, yeah, that's one of the, that's why I'm excited to see it because we've seen two games in a row where teams actually three games, basically where teams have just really like, we're going to blitz and they give up chunk plays. Uh, see, you know, the bills aren't going to do that. Like we kind of just keep reiterating, but yeah, so this, this is definitely what we're looking for in this game. I also love to see the Ravens start playing Rashad Bateman. Uh, I don't know what's really happening with that, but every time Bateman touches the ball, he looks amazing, uh, through three games, but he's not really playing a lot. And I don't really understand why, uh, he's only run a route on 75% of the team dropbacks. That's 60th among all receivers in the NFL. Uh, he's not getting nearly the usage Hollywood Brown has got. He's just, he's one of those guys that turned in those chunk plays each week. Even last week, he had a, uh, an awesome 35 yard play. He did have a fumble too on a big play, but, uh, I don't really understand what's going on with him, why he's playing, you know, behind some of these other guys they got. So I'm curious to see if they can get him on the field because Devin Duvernay has been fine catching these th- touchdowns, but he's not a guy earning targets at all. Uh, they're going to need some guys other than Mark Jackson or Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews isn't going to just you know, be a guy that has 50% of the team targets every week and is getting two touchdowns. So they're going to need other answers. And I'd love to see Bateman play more. Yeah. I think that that's just part of it. I, there's a lot more that I I really want from this Ravens offense. And right now it's Lamar Jackson bailing them out because he's Lamar Jackson and he can, Uh, but I think to, to sustain over the course of the season, they, they just need a a little more from, from everyone else involved. Um, and when you look at that offensive line, man, I'm, I am not uh, excited to see uh, what that offensive line is going to look like against the Bills' pass rush, who is just killing everyone. And now you have a a less healthy offensive line than than even had, uh, you know, going into the game with, uh, you know, Daniel Falele is now you know playing left tackle. Um, it's it's rough. So when you don't have a great line going against the the Bills' line that's going to create pressure without blitzing, it's it's not looking great for the Ravens. On, yeah, on paper, until Lamar Jackson, like you said, just bails them out. But uh, yeah, it sounds like you're on the on the on the Bills slaying the points here. So yeah, I mean, I I want to lock it in. Yeah, I, I want to be on the Ravens because I like because Lamar is, is playing great. But just the the way the Bills, the way these two teams match up, I think does not favor the Ravens as the Ravens are constructed right now. No, I think it's a great take. All right, so let's move on to, surprisingly, maybe the most fun game of the early season, and that's going to be Eagles-Jaguars. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm super excited about this game, and if you had told me that four weeks ago, uh, maybe you... I, we we love weird games here, so maybe I would have believed you that I, I would have been super excited about this game, but like this is actually going to be a good game between mm-hmm. good teams. Uh, so, so that's where we are, uh, Kedden in, uh, through, through three weeks here, but man, the Jags are fun. I, it, we can just start there. Uh, the Jags are fun right now. Yeah. This is a, a game I'm looking for, for both sides of like, I, I'm looking for like proof, uh, mostly on the Jaguar side, but you know, yeah. definitely the, the Eagles are kind of like who we thought they were going to be, but like, they've also just like rolled through kind of teams we expected them to roll through. So this is, uh, you know, kind of a, a litmus for them because, you know, Jalen Hurts played so well the last two weeks. Like you, you wrote an article about it playing in structure. We talk about just the Ravens not having that right now. The Eagles fully have that. And like last week, 
Jalen Hurts did nothing rushing. He didn't have to. Uh, right. You know, so I'm, I'm, you know, for them to kind of have a game like that, because even against the Vikings, he was so, uh, so efficient passing the football, but he still did all that rushing still too in that game. And the last week they were like, we don't even need any of that. We'll, we'll just have you throw the football and, and still be one of the best quarterbacks of the week. But I'm curious to see now, like, what if the Jaguars' defense is real? Because they played well the last two weeks, but it's like, all right, well, they played Carson Wentz week one. Then you play Matt Ryan without, you know, Michael Pittman and missing some pieces. And then last week, Justin Herbert's playing without Keenan Allen with injured ribs. They lose two linemen. But they've also, like, they haven't just played those teams. Like, they squashed them, though. That's, like, what you want a defense to do, right? Like, to, to just make it so you don't get anything. And they did that in those games. So I'm curious to see like if that aspect is real, like the Jags have like found something together defensively. And then, yeah, you know, the same thing offensively, like this is going to be the best defense the Jaguars have faced uh, to start the season. So I'm very curious to see now, because if they hit here and like Trevor Lawrence plays well here and this offense plays well here, I'm, this is where I'll be on board the rest of the way. Yeah. It's, it's kind of one of those, are the Jaguars going to be a good AFC South team or are they going to be a good, AFC team and I think that this might be the kind of measuring stick that we we see uh, a little bit and I think you look at it I'm really interested to see because um, I've heard about the past you know, two weeks in, in first and ten of how the Jaguars are really you know working with this offense and they're they're another team like um, like the Eagles they figured out a lot more in structure right um, you know, Trevor Lawrence getting the ball out in uh, 2.4 for two seconds on average that's the sixth lowest uh among quarterbacks this year uh 56.5 percent of his dropbacks within two and a half seconds that's the fourth lowest so they're getting the ball out really quickly that's a low a dot but they're figuring out it's you know some of the rpo stuff but it's getting you know some of these guys in space still like 50 percent of those throws within two and a half seconds are going outside the numbers so they're still getting those wide receivers involved it's not like it's condensed mm-hmm. into the middle of the field so they're still you know figuring out um, a lot of that. Um, but when, so that's, you know, eliminating a lot of pressure. And we kind of talked about it with like the, the Ben Roethlisberger's of the world, when you're getting the ball out that quickly, you're pretty much eliminating the idea of pressure because you just can't get home that quickly if you're a defense, but on extent plays that are a little more extended, you know, when you look at uh, pass block win rate for ESPN, which is within two and a half seconds of the snap. So still that same time, the Jaguars are 31st. So that offensive line has not been very good pass blocking. And now you're going to go against this Eagles pass rush that has been really good. That just sacked Carson Wentz nine times. So I'm interested to see how that holds up a little bit because the Jaguars have been kind of scheming their way around that offensive line in pass blocking. I think Trevor Lawrence has been so good. He's already been, even last year, he was good at avoiding sacks when there was pressure. I think that's just one of his like kind of superhuman quarterback traits. Um, But when you look at what this defensive line is and you get that against the offensive line, I think that could create a a little bit of havoc there. And I'm kind of interested to see how the Jaguars are able to go around that because Lawrence is 21st in EPA uh, per dropback under pressure. And uh, we talked about how he's kind of has that low a dot, but when he's under pressure, He's throwing the ball, uh, you know, 10 and a half yards down the field, but only averaging four yards per attempt. So it's kind of a lot of, you know, heaving and praying uh, when he's under pressure at this point. So I'm wondering, you know, how much that type of structure is going to uh, play out when the Eagles are probably going to be able to get a little bit more pressure than uh, than the Jaguars have seen so far. 
And that's what we saw in week one when Lawrence, I thought, left a lot of plays on the field. And then, you know, just they did they weren't tasked with that the last two weeks. So yeah, that's one of the things I'm definitely watching. They said this is a big proof game for the for the Jaguars too. Uh, he also, you know, I wrote about a little bit this week that, you know, he ran into two defenses that just like our primary cover three defenses, the, you know, and, and cover three, like teams aren't running a lot more of it this year. Cause you know, like you said, a lot of teams are going to the two, two, the two high safety stuff and they're running a lot more cover four, uh, a lot more cover six this year, a lot of quarters defense you're starting to see in the NFL uh, early in the season, not just cover two. And the Jaguars haven't really faced a lot of that. And that's kind of what Jonathan Gannon's doing. So that's, you know, Lawrence hasn't really been good in those situations either. So yeah, this is a big Jaguars game for me because I love what they did the last two weeks, but I also want to grain of salt both things that happened in, in you know, both environments that they were in. Uh, so this is the one you, you, you put this one on the books here and you play competitively. And, and even if you just outright, even if you don't win, uh, but you're still effective and you're running your offense and structure and you're still playing defense like you were the last two weeks, I'll, I'll be there for the Jaguars as potentially even being a team that could win the division. Not quite there yet, like everyone else, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anyone else in the division really gives you any type of threat a little bit at this point, at least looking at what those teams are. So I, I think the other thing I'm interested in when the Jaguars are on offense is is the run game because, man, that's that looks pretty good too. Um, you know, more, more so with, with James Robinson, who like is coming back and just one of the most <laughs> explosive running backs in the league, uh, coming off in the Achilles there, which is ridiculous. He had that. So they had that, the fourth and, and one, they had the 50 yard touchdown all uh, last week was just like one of the most like perfectly blocked, you know, have Brandon Scherf coming from guard pulling, um, and just opening up like the biggest hole that possibly could. And, and the Jaguars have been running really well. And it, you look at what the Eagles defense has been doing. They've been tied for the best pass defense in the league per uh, EPA per play, but they're 30th against the run. So they haven't quite figured that out yet. And they're trying to figure out how many snaps Jordan Davis should play. And uh, they've obviously been better when he's been on the field. And I think he's been playing, you know, a, a little more as they've gone on. But if the Jaguars can kind of take advantage of a, a, bad run defense that's uh going to be you know playing back in coverage a little bit because of you know how often like they're they're playing quarters a little bit so you do have a lot of those corners back a little bit you can take advantage of some of that space i think like that's where the jaguars that's where the jaguars offensive line has been better they've been a better run blocking offensive line than they have been pass blocking so if they can take advantage of that a, a little bit like i think that's the way they kind of you know keep themselves uh potentially uh you know, um, you know, just uh, continue to to move the ball uh, a little bit, and then that's taking a little bit of the, the pressure off uh, Trevor Lawrence, at least like against the pass rush when you're kind of looking at that dynamic. Yeah, the Jaguars. It's, it's been weird. It's been it's been very boomer bust the run game. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the, they've got the the two long runs, and the long run last week, the fifty yard touchdown came on a fourth. It was a fourth and one. So you're getting that. You know, the the defense compressed. And you hit that second level, there's just no one there. Uh, we see a lot of long runs in those scenarios. Um, yeah, James Robinson, though, he leads the NFL in, in rate of runs that don't gain yardage. Uh, and then the Jaguars have just led. Like, you know, it's, it's funny to say, but, like, they haven't trailed at all the last two weeks. So yeah. they've just been able to kind of stick with, like, negative runs and then wait for those runs to pop because they haven't been pressed on the scoreboard. 
Um, I still do believe in the Eagles front. I mean, so much of the, yeah. I think of what is cooked into what's happened to them was that week one, giving up those chunk plays that DeAndre Swift in week one, uh, didn't, you know, Minnesota couldn't try to run the ball in week two. Uh, and then last week, same thing with Washington. So yeah, it, like I said, this is the game though. Like I'm, I'm very excited about this game because I want to like really gauge what the Jaguars are. And I feel like this is a great test for it. And I know a lot of people say, well, they just went to the chart. They went to LA and beat the chargers. And I'm like, yeah, uh, but you know, this, this, and this. So I, I'm still do it, do it again for me. And then I'll be here. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. They they got some fun pieces. At least, at well, you least said, I worry about the yeah. explosive pass game with them too a little bit yeah. too. Like, you know, I like Zay Jones. I like Christian Kirk. Like, these aren't guys that are – like, this feels like a very Patri- old Patriots way of constructing a wide receiver unit. Uh, and, like, who's winning? Who's the guy beating me when it's – you know, we have – when we need that, like, third and nine, like, who's going to be making – who's who's opening it up for me? Right. Yeah. And I think that that's where they've struggled on third downs. Um, and that's been part of it. And like, there's been a lot of, uh, yeah, everyone was making fun of the Christian Kirk deal, but look at what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. But you still like, you still don't have a number one wide receiver. They're using him really well. I, the problem was never that Christian Kirk wasn't good. Um, it was just that he probably was not worth that contract. And now you have him under that contract and probably still need a, like number one alpha wide receiver when you're going into next off season and figuring out what you're doing there. So that was kind of the trouble there, but they're, they're using Kirk. Well, uh, he's playing a, a fun role. They're, they're using a lot of these guys really well. Like this is a well-constructed offense. Uh, yeah, Evan is Ingram is doing Evan Ingram things. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been pieces that he's, he's been playing out wide. I think mm-hmm. he's like in the top, like five of, of rate of tight ends playing out wide. So like they're, they're figuring out everyone that they have. Like again, like Zay Jones is, is uh, like catching a lot of passes. They're, they're doing great with what they have. Uh, There's still a little bit left to be desired with the actual skill talent. Uh, but for what they're doing, Doug Peterson's doing a great job. And like, we, we knew he could do that. Uh, so that's not a surprise, but yeah, in, in terms of them being, you know, a, a dominant team that's going to use like their individual talent to, to beat you. Like the only guy who's doing that right now is is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it may, yeah, not like a smidge of James Robinson. Yeah, right. Um, but they have stuff in the bag here. We haven't seen like ETN really be like a part of the in, an integral structure of the offense. I think that there's still opportunity for that still to to manifest over the course of the season. It's a lot of options here, but yeah, one of the better games of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, one of the, one of the primetime games, which uh, a game that we'd probably be more excited about if uh, there weren't two dud-ish performances uh, last week, and that is going to be the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. So I'm not really worried about the Chiefs. I think they're they're mm-hmm. going to be okay. That was a very fluky game uh, against the Colts. Uh, Patrick Mahomes still leading the league in EPA per dropback. Like it's it's going to be fine for them. Um, the Buccaneers, I think I'm not totally nervous either, no. for the most part, because eventually they're they're going to be healthy, and I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things. So let's let's start with the Buccaneers' offense because that has been you know what has been bad over you know the first couple weeks of the season, but it's because of like the, you 
you don't have Mike Evans. You don't have Julio Jones. Like they'll have Mike Evans this week coming back from suspension. Like the, these guys are going to be coming back. So there's going to be more. Like if you look at a lot of like Brady's peripherals, they're, they're very similar to what they were his first two years with Tampa Bay. Um, the problem is there's been no touchdowns. Right. And like, that's, that's really like the biggest difference. Um, when you look at uh, Brady's gone from uh, it, touchdown rate is, is 2.9%. And that's like one of the lowest in the league right now. And, that's just not a Tom Brady thing. Um, what is a, a little bit different is only 47.8% of his completions have gone for a first down or a touchdown, but that kind of goes to the same thing. Um, you know, that's down from 58% in 2020, 55.5% uh, in 2021. So less than half of his completions right now going for a first down or a touchdown. Like that's a little concerning, but again, it kind of goes to like, you don't have the receivers who are, were able to, you know, get those type of, of valuable completions. Um, so, so I'm not completely worried. So how, how are you feeling about the, the Tampa Bay offense? I, I feel that they, for them to be two and one right now, and, you know, even if they end up losing this game, be two and two, will still be in an all right spot for when they get healthier. Yeah. I mean, you still get Brady because he's still not getting pressure for the same reasons you, you just mentioned, like with yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Like the ball, he's, he keeps throwing the ball so fast it doesn't matter. But the problem is he's getting rid of the ball so fast to guys that can't win downfield. And week one, you brought it up, I think, after the show, like how fast he was getting rid of the football and still how he's pushing it down the field. And he hasn't had Evans or Julio Jones, you know, the past two weeks. He had Evans for a little bit in the Saints game, and Evans had a long completion in that game. But, you know, asking him to complete, like, downfield throws to you know the guys that he's had last the last week plus in a court what one one and three quarters games uh isn't just gonna happen that's a lot to ask against two good defenses too the saints and the packers uh you know i don't think that the chiefs are by any means like a get like a soft matchup for them either but i think that they'll have a little more success here especially if he gets julio back we know he's getting evans back godwin was limited in practice we'll see if they push him to come back but they're gonna get these guys back the area of concern for the Bucks as it pertains to their offensive line is they can't run the football. Yeah. They haven't been the last two weeks. They ran it against Dallas, uh, so maybe we were still working with just a small sample. But the last two weeks, they can't generate any any type of yardage before Leonard Fournette is hitting the backfield. Uh, he is the last two weeks. He's thirty seventh among forty four qualifying backs and yards before contact. That's kind of been their problem. And the Chiefs did get all over Jonathan Taylor last week, so maybe that's a problem again here Sunday night. But big picture. Like they're gonna get the the talent back on this offense, and I think that they'll be fine. Uh, especially we've seen the way that the division has played out. The Saints are not nearly as good as I thought they were gonna be, and the other two teams aren't worth. Real. Well, I mean, the Falcons are fun, but like they're not gonna compete. Yeah, fun, but fun, but bad. Yes. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, and then the Panthers are just man. I, I mean, I don't know how anyone is still. Has a has a job there, Baker and Matt Roll included. Uh, who knew hiring uh, Ben McAdoo would uh, not work out for you know having a, a modern offense? It's it's been tough to watch. Anyway, um, let's get back to the Bucks because because you're right. Like this is also a team that has been a heavy like early down running team. Um, you know over Brady's. They uh, always happen too. Yeah. So when they can't run, that's pushing them back a little bit that's creating some longer third downs that's putting them in in harder situations and like you said when you're relying on cole beasley who was just signed uh, <laughs> like during the week and like he's now like the the slot guy um 
that you have to rely on uh, for you know some of those plays. Like yeah, that's right. It's just it's not going to work. Like Russell Russell Gage has been fine, um, but again, it's kind of why we liked Russell Gage going to Tampa is because like he can be a great wide receiver three or wide receiver four if you need him. You don't necessarily want him being your wide receiver one, but with all of those guys out, like that's what he is. Um, so that that's kind of uh, the issue there. Um, let's flip to the other side though, because that's an interesting thing. Um, you know, Tampa Bay has been easily the, the best defense in the league. They're right. They're first in uh, EPA per play uh, on defense this year. First against tied for first against the pass with the Eagles uh, first by a while against the run. So like they're, they're just winning everywhere. Um, this defense has just been really good. We've kind of talked about they're They're not blitzing as much um as they have been in the past they're they're toning that down a little bit but they're still being you know creative in how they're getting pressures um we're looking at again against Patrick Mahomes that's a guy you you shouldn't be blitzing against and that's something defenses have figured out throughout the past couple years uh Tampa Bay it depends like we've seen we saw it against you know the the Matt Stafford game last year like you shouldn't be blitzing him they they couldn't really help it because that's just kind of in their DNA their DNA feels like it's changed a little bit with just how like they're still around league average in blitzing and, and they're still getting pressure when they do blitz. They have one of the highest sack rates uh, in the league when they do blitz. So see that, but Tampa Bay also first in EPA per dropback uh, with sending a, a four man rush. So like they've been getting home with four, uh, they're creating pressure with four. They have five interceptions, which leads the league uh, with a four man rush. So they have that going for them. So I'm interested to see like, which levers they pull here, how aggressive they are um, in terms of setting that pass rush, or do they, you know, sit back and, and have that four man rush, but still use, you know, some of those simulated pressures and use some of the, the, the different exotic looks uh, along the defensive line. Like how, how creative um, does, does Tampa Bay get uh, trying to figure out how to pressure Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. And, and you know, we inherently know the bucks have a good defense and that was what, we thought coming into the area with all the moving parts that, Hey, you know, they were able to at least replace some of the body of us. Now like, nah, he makes us out for the next couple of weeks, but they still were really good against the run against the Packers uh, last week. Uh, and then they've run out and they faced like kind of three offenses that really aren't very good to start the year. And I'm kind of, I don't, I don't definitely don't believe the chiefs offense is bad by any means, but I definitely think they're working through some stuff. I don't think week one was definitely not indicative of what we were going to get from this offense uh, because Replacing Tyree Kill is still kind of a work in progress right now. Uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey, very good. He's also a 33-year-old tight end. Like, your offense is running through a 33-year-old tight end right now. Like, these other receivers that they brought in ha- are not doing anything. Juju's been okay. He's, he, hasn't, he, hasn't been, he hasn't been outright bad. Uh, he's been okay. MVS, one of the worst guys at getting open so far in the league, and we knew MVS wasn't – MVS played with a Hall of Fame quarterback before this. Like it was like, it wasn't like MVS was coming from like playing with like the Jaguars for three years. And you're like, Oh, this dude's super fast. He gets open downfield. Like now once he plays the real quarterback, he played the all fame quarterback and did nothing in green yeah. Bay. So like the fact that he's not doing anything in Kansas city, not overly shocking. McCall Hardman still just kind of lost. Like the, we don't really know, like what is McCall Hardman as a football player? Like, what do you do here? Like we, the chiefs haven't figured it out in four years. Um, yeah. So like, 
these wide receivers for Kansas City, like I don't want to necessarily just like label them like a problem, but like they're working through some stuff early in the season right now. Um, and the offense, like the passing game hasn't been very sharp the past two games. And like, do we expect it to just like magically turn on here against the Bucks? Probably not, right? Like I would probably say probably not. Yeah, it's one of those things. And but again, Patrick Mahomes still leading the league in yeah. EPA for drop back. <laughs> like it's it's just kind of like one of those relative issues, right? Where it's just like it doesn't always look great, but Patrick Mahomes is figuring out a way because he's Patrick Mahomes. Um, it, it's really interesting because when you look at it, you know his his A dot is up a half a yard from last year and like he's he's been dropping his a dot because of you know the defensive structure and, and everything um you know we talked so much about how you know uh Tyreek Hill last year kind of became like the short intermediate guy because like that was how they had to do it and so his a dot's up a half yard but that's mostly because they've taken out passes from behind the line of scrimmage and like Andy Reid has always been like a really good screen guy and like that still is there but they've gone from over it's almost 28% of Patrick Mahomes passes were at or behind the line of scrimmage last year. That's only 19% this year. So they've significantly cut that out uh, of the offense. And I think that's why they're working through some, you know, offensive line stuff. The screens that they do run are still, you know, pretty good because it's still just an Andy Reid type of team. And you're probably always going to be good at that, but they're not overly relying on that this year. So a lot more passes are going to the short and intermediate area. And like, that's where these guys are, you know, supposed to be winning. Um, And both of those rates have gone up. They still have no deep passing game. Uh, Only 8% of Patrick Mahomes passes this year have gone 20 or more yards past the line of scrimmage. Um, And that's even lower than the low rates he's been working with the past two years. So, that's kind of where the disconnect still is. They're they're efficiently moving the ball, but there's still not a lot of explosives built into this offense. Um, they they can't get anything going deep, um, just because like they they don't have the guy to do that. And I think like that was you know going to be the issue. You, you had the MVS who like I, I wrote about it when he signed. Like it's very different from like what Tyreek Hill is. Like even just the conversions of the deep passes is is not was not high uh when he was with green bay so they they just don't really have the guy to stretch the field right now so they have to rely on some of those short intermediate passes and they're going to do that enough but i think there are going to be you know some hiccups there because they're going to have to have some of these sustained drives because the explosives it's just it's not a part of the offense that they can really rely on at this point yeah that's just been kind of the problem it's you know it's early in the season but you know even two weeks ago when they i mean they could have lost that game. They probably won a game they should have and lost the game they should have won. So I guess yeah. it evens out. But, you know, you, you know, you go back two weeks ago to the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers played basically man coverage that entire game against them. Yeah. Uh, and those guys just couldn't win. The receivers did nothing in that game, particular, uh, in the Chargers game. I, I want to say that they might have combined for like seven catches in that game. And they did absolutely nothing. Justin Watson was the only guy who won. You know, he came in for, what, four snaps and was the guy who won in that game. Uh, and I'm curious to see if more teams maybe do that because the Bucks are going to do that. Like, the Bucks will probably play a lot more man coverage than the Colts did last week. So And, and they can, right? Because yep, like, who, yes. <laughs> who's, who's scaring you, right? Like, who among that wide receiver group is really worrying you, especially if you have a, a team like, like the Buccaneers. Uh, Carlton Davis has been picked on, like, a, a little bit, but like, I'm not – worried about him overall jamel dean has been one of the best uh 
cornerbacks in coverage over the past the three weeks. He has, uh, you look at the adjusted yards uh, allowed per coverage snap, which kind of uh, the pro football reference formula, which, you know, accounts for touchdowns and interceptions. He's technically allowed negative adjusted yards allowed uh, per coverage snap because of, you know, the interceptions and not really giving up any, any deep plays. So like, you just, you have those guys and it, none of them were you against the the chiefs receivers so like yeah we'll, we'll man up we'll get home with four and like that's i think go is might be a, a pretty low scoring game just because of of how they match up because the, the chiefs outside of, of travis kelsey and like you can put levante david on him right um and like if you're in nickel and you're doing that so it's it might be low scoring just because there's the the way these teams match up you know kansas city like the uh, Patrick Mahomes is still like the trump card, but it, it's not in a way that like is going to you know beat you in one play right now because that's just not how the offense is set up. Yep, one hundred percent. And in the Bucks, they they kind of have their short term formula, right? Like they know what they are and what they have to work with. So I mean, you've seen it, and like Vegas has totally gone around. Like these game totals of the Buccaneers have just plummeted these first three games. So yeah. I mean, it's a game they're going to try to just keep low and tight. Like last week, as we talked, like they were they were so dreadful last week offensively, and they had a shot. They had a shot to tie the game at the end of the game. Yeah, like it was still they were still in it. So I mean, that's the type of game they want to play short term as they try to get these skill players back on the field yeah that's that's all it is and i mean the the kids city defense playing well like they mm-hmm. they have a lot of fun pieces and going like george carl office is, is really good and i think that was like a kind of missing piece of, of the pass rush that they needed but again like how often are you going to get to brady it's it I, yeah i would the uh, i'm not very good like you shouldn't be taking my betting advice but like it sounds like the, the, this is an under uh shot for 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 a lot of different reasons, we got two locked in pursuit of bets uh, this week from you. Oh, no, don't don't <laughs> don't just, for the listeners. Please just don't do that. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> we have we have a lot of smart betting people uh, on this website. I am not one of them, so just putting that out there. <laughs> um. All right. Do we do we want to touch on on Rams 49ers because um the 49ers man. Defense is fun. Uh, I think we... I think the same we, shit as always with this 49ers team. <laughs> I, yeah, but I think there was a <laughs> lot of people who thought, like, when Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, the floor raises. And no, no, it never not... has been... We, I mean, this if people listen to this podcast, they knew that was the case. Man, I mean, yeah, you, you was... did several Trey Lance upside segments of what he was going to bring this offense, and then, you know, Garoppolo still is... Like, people forget Garoppolo, like... Is he does he has all these same negative plays that Trey Lance had just without any of the upside. Yeah, so it's it's right that that Sunday night game was was rough. Oh god, um, it set people back, man. Set football back, professional football was set back in that game. Uh yeah. Uh, and the Bears played the previous Sunday night, so it's been a good run out of professional football of the forward pass. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're getting football to that night point. in America has not featured the forward pass the last two weeks. Uh no, at least at least not well. Um, <laughs> so the thing is, this 49ers defense is good, man. It's like it's as advertised; it, it keeps getting better. So that is, I think, one of the more exciting things uh, to watch every week. Um, you know, they just you know keep 
plugging away guys on this defensive line and who are going to continue to get pressure. Nick Bosa uh, leads the league in pressures for uh, sports and solutions. So like they, they just have that, the, um, their, their defensive backs are, are playing really well. Um, and they're they're a real fun unit to watch. So I think like that's going to you know sustain the the 49ers for for a little bit. And then the, the Rams are. It just feels like they're still kind of trying to figure out what the 2022 version of this team is going to be. Like you still have the Cooper Cup stuff, which is going to work because it's it's Cooper Cup. But I think like every other piece, they're still kind of in the in the working it out. Uh, type of phase uh, right now. And and I don't think they know exactly what they should be this year. Um, and like it, it might still take like a, a couple of weeks. And luckily, like they've haven't run through too many tests where it's been a big issue. Um, but yeah, it kind of feels like that's where the Rams are right now. To me, the the Rams, I, I mean, just McVay's bank so much equity that, like, I, I believe that they'll figure it out and, like, work around some of these shortcomings right. that they've had with the offensive line. You've seen, like, them try new things, like, the last couple weeks, like Ben Skoranek, like, lining up all over the place. Uh, they haven't really figured out what the hell they're doing with Allen Robinson yet, especially, like, outside the red zone. But what kind of is, puzzle, like, offsetting about the Rams early in the season is the defense has not played good. And, you know, they only get the nine points last week, but it could have been a lot worse, you know, if if it wasn't a Cliff Kingsbury type of situation where they're running like wildcat plays in the, in the, in the red zone. But this, uh, this defense has not really played well. They're not getting any pressure on the quarterback at all whatsoever to start the season. And like, we've seen in this particular matchup, like Kyle Shanahan has answers for the Rams. Like the, the, his deployment of, especially when you look at the matchups when these two teams played, uh, with Debo Samuel and George Kill in particularly, like those are two guys he has used to kind of like really eviscerate the Rams uh, in these matchups. So I'm curious on Monday night to see if that continues to happen. Debo Samuel in particular, like in these games against the Rams, like his whole game log history against the Rams is just like nothing but like dropping hammers. Uh, <laughs> so I'm really curious to see, curious to see like what the Rams because Rams defense has not played good to start the year. Yeah, it it's certainly been an issue. They're still like, especially like the safety play has been a little disappointing with with how that's uh, been going, and they haven't quite figured out the the corner uh, outside of you know Jalen Ramsey. So they're they've had some to, injuries. Yeah, so it's it, you're not necessarily getting like what Jalen Ramsey could be. Um, so like he has to individually you know do some things. I think Edge Rusher was always going to be a, a bit of a a question like that's why they brought in von yes. miller last year and then you lose von miller and so you're kind of in even a worse position um than than you have been uh so yeah it's just it, it's it feels like it's a feeling out process for for a lot of things and like you said it we're we're gonna go through a a piece in this game where it's kyle shanahan doing what kyle shanahan does but also man like is this 49ers offense it, can, like, can it be good? Because I don't know. Like after uh, it, the Denver defense is is really good. Like they have really good pieces, and like that's uh, finally clicking with some of the talent that like we thought it could potentially have. Um, but man, there were also like just some some errors like they 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 put on themselves um, in, in that game. So I'm well, 
I, this is another thing. Like, I, I want to see what this 40, like the thing with Garoppolo was that we know what the 49ers offense is going to be. And I'm not sure if that's true. Like, I don't know what this 49ers offense is going to be because like that, game against denver was absolutely terrible um but it's the same thing like when yeah. they actually let him throw on first down like he th- that's where the production comes from and when you have to put yourself in situations where jimmy garoppolo has to have be a drop back passer and has to win that way the offense is trash and that's exactly what happened again on sunday night i mean he he's already doing the same thing where like all of his pass attempts come on like complete passing situations on down down and distance so 48 percent of his throws already Non-first downs needing seven or more yards. Highest rate in the league. Highest uh, rate of passes at pass attempts on third down. Like, it's the same stuff. We've lived this We've lived this same life with Jimmy Garoppolo and in this offense. Like, this is what we consistently, consistently live. Uh, yeah, it's – so he has already averaged um, 0.14 EPA per drop back on first and second down negative 0.66 on third down yeah it's we it's the same stuff man it's the same stuff (laughs) uh so yeah so a lot of a lot of we'll we'll just kind of see how it goes because i I think like both of these teams are, are figuring it out at this point so i think like that that's where we are uh in this game um so I mean, a lot of a lot of fun games. This who week. wins the division right now, week three? Presumably, who wins the NFC West? Uh, I'm going to still say the Rams. Yeah, um, yeah. I would have <laughs> said the 49ers with with Trey Lance because I was I was very high on on what that was going to be. But I think uh, right now, right now, I think it's the Rams because I, I have more faith in them figuring it out. And I think like we we've seen it's not necessarily going to be you know smooth sailing for a 49ers offense with Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's that was that was the point. Right. Yeah. So yeah, fun week. Um, you know, there are some even like interesting games that's not like Browns Falcons is like intriguing. Oh, yeah. Um, like we we just have games like that this week, which I think is again, like we kind of talked at the top. Um you know, a lot of these teams uh, grouped closely together, so that makes uh, a lot of the games more interesting, which is a fun place to be. Um, so uh, we're going to end the show here. Uh, you can find all of our work on Sharp Football Analysis. Again, if you're not reading the worksheet every week, not sure uh, what you're doing for your fantasy uh, content, you're reading that at sharpfootballanalysis.com. If you're not subscribed to the fantasy package, uh, you can uh, be getting that. Again, if you're listening to this before Thursday, we did have the promo uh, up at the top for points scored uh, in the Thursday night game. That'll get you uh, discounts for things uh, on the website on Friday. So uh, have a look out for that. Hopefully a fun Thursday night game. So you can find Rich on Twitter at Lord Reeves. You find me on Twitter at Dan Pizzuta. Thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you.